Welcome to a Life Doctor Anxiety Rebellion podcast with me, your host, Paul Shepherd. Panic and anxiety attacks totally suck. They are terrifying and can come out of nowhere, leaving you totally feeling out of control. Unfortunately, out-of-date therapies are failing too many people who are seeking help, and they are left with a growing fear of fear, despite making their world smaller to feel safer. Now, as promised from a request, I am going to tell you not only how to hack into and reverse a panic or anxiety attack, I'm also going to go through how to reduce and prevent them happening in the first place. Now, remember, this podcast is not a replacement for one-to-one therapy, as you should always, if possible, seek the help of a professional. But it can really help you treat your anxiety in a more holistic and useful way than just talk therapy alone. Whilst counselling therapy has its place, and I'll definitely recommend it to a client who hadn't talked through their issues before and wanted to go through their history, maybe in a long-term therapy setting, this is something I didn't want to offer my clients as it was not an approach that I wanted to take. Having had anxiety at the time I was beginning to learn therapy, I was totally bored of talking about it. I was totally bored of talking about my anxiety. It wasn't changing much at all. And I wanted to stop feeling powerless. I wanted to take control of my anxiety and I wanted to work on myself with a set of tools which not only wind it down but heal it altogether. Now, I didn't know it at the time, but through exploration, I began to realise that most anxiety issues and panic attacks are a physical injury caused by a struggling nervous system, which in turn tells parts of the brain responsible for emotions, mood and survival that they are in danger. My nervous system was shot to pieces and my lifestyle and mindset were preventing it from healing in the way it should. This realisation was life-changing as I now began to see my anxiety as a physical condition, not a mental state. It was an injury which needed healing and it wasn't long before I began to find tools, strategies and ways of thinking which began to not only heal my anxiety but also increase my confidence and resilience too. It was a win-win situation. A few decades later and here I am sharing with you the tools, mind and body hacks that really do have an effect on healing anxiety. I'm only interested in what works and I find that anxiety heals so much more quickly by focusing not just on mindset, worries or past trauma, but also on physical health and all aspects of your lifestyle and neurochemistry. I really don't know many therapists who have this whole approach, but there are signs that there are therapists and people out there really focusing on the bigger picture when it comes to anxiety, panic attacks, stress and depression. And that is exciting. So let's begin. Now, if you want to jump to the panic attacks hacks, then go straight to 14 minutes, 15 seconds. And if you want some more information on panic attacks, then carry on listening. Also, if you feel the term panic attack seems a little extreme and you just feel anxious and reactive, then just use the same tools here to manage how you feel. Anxiety and panic attacks can happen at different levels. It's not always to the extreme. So again, please use the tools just to wind down any level of anxiety. And it's not through me telling you these things that work that you'll gain confidence. It's from them you feeling these tools working that you'll gain that confidence. And that changes everything. So what is a panic attack? Well, it really is as the name suggests. It's a sudden attack of panic and fear, which can also include these common symptoms. Nausea, 
pins and needles, racing heart, shortness of breath, chest or stomach pain and pressure or squeezing sensation in those areas, feeling hot and cold, sweating, shaking, feeling that you are dizzy, going to faint or even die. And then doing realization where reality seems to shift and reality around you doesn't feel quite real. By the way, it's a good idea before carrying on with any of the advice from this podcast to seek help from your GP or doctor to rule out any physiological conditions causing your symptoms. Now, why do they happen? Now, in my view, it's mostly down to a neurochemistry imbalance causing the extreme flight or fight response. Making sure these are more balanced will really make a big difference to healing your anxiety and preventing panic attacks. I am going to keep this simple in regards to neurochemistry, but it really is worth knowing the main neurotransmitter players that have the biggest effect on you. Now, these are serotonin. Quite common. Most people know this one or have heard of it, but this is a neurotransmitter associated amongst many things, your mood, sleep, sex and appetite. When it's balanced, you can feel more relaxed, happy and confident. If it is low, however, you can feel anxious, low in mood and have intrusive negative thoughts and suffer from anger and depression. Dopamine. This is responsible for your drive desire, energy, motivation, rewards, focus and movement. Low levels, however, can see you feeling anxious and trying to raise levels through unhealthy habits with food, drink, drugs and other short-term rewards. Noradrenaline or neporephrine is a stress hormone and neurotransmitter which helps you think and move fast when you're really in danger. It also regulates inflammation, your mood, memory, glucose levels, alertness. Imbalanced levels, however, are linked to bipolar mania, fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue syndrome, depression, lack of interest, lack of arousal, brain fog and memory issues. Acetylcholine, also known as the memory monocle, promotes good mood as well as helps to regulate your fear and anger. Now, low levels are associated again with anxiety, emotional instability, brain fog and fatigue. Oxytocin. This is vital for our human connections by increasing trust, empathy and bonding. Now, I really do believe human connection is everything and that is currently at risk through isolating ourselves through a lack of human interaction in person. Too much screen time, basically. Low levels of oxytocin are linked to empathy issues, poor social functioning, so social anxiety side of things, feeling isolated and personality disorders. GABA is a very clever little neurotransmitter which can attach itself to a protein called a GABA receptor and it helps to produce a calming effect on fear, stress and anxiety. Now low levels of GABA are again linked to anxiety, stress and depression. I've not mentioned adrenaline and cortisol really but again these are important for you to regulate because these are hormones and they're vital for your flight or fight response which is great if you ever are in danger but absolutely awful for your physical and mental health with overexposure through unhealthy lifestyles, multitasking pressure, focusing on negatives and catastrophic thinking. There is absolutely no getting around it, but a healthy diet, lifestyle and mindset management are vital parts needed to build up and maintain balanced neurochemistry levels you need for confidence, focus, good mood and to feel strong and relaxed. The problem is that anxiety, stress and depression can lead to absolutely the opposite with poor unhealthy lifestyles keeping vital neurotransmitters unbalanced. Getting started to change these levels can really feel hard, but it is achievable and the best investment you could ever make.
Now, when I was suffering with anxiety, my brain looked at nausea, hot and cold forehead, sweat and pins and needles were a total panic attack trigger for me and could easily lie to me by making me feel like I was going to be ill. I would then avoid various situations where there was a risk of me feeling embarrassed, ashamed or throwing up in front of other people. My world became seriously small when this was going on as my friends were travelling into the city to be cool and I really wanted to go but it turned my stomach and I became too anxious at the thought of going so I stayed home. Anxiety really does want your world to become smaller and smaller and smaller. It doesn't know what the problem is but if your nervous system is overburdened and strained it can basically make up what it thinks the problem is by using various negative options from your past. That's only doing this because it believes you must be in danger because of the neurochemistry imbalances. Begin to put those right, and I promise you, you will begin to feel different. Now focus on these areas of your life to make the biggest impact on your physical health. Now your nervous system and gut health need a good balanced diet to get things in order. It will struggle to heal without the essential vitamins and minerals which create the building blocks for your neurochemistry to flourish and work. Over 90% of serotonin is not produced in the brain, it's actually produced in the stomach. So looking after your gut health is absolutely key to feeling well again. Drugs, Alcohol and junk food are ways for your anxiety to trick you into trying to feel good and safe right now, forgetting the long-term future. It's a really cruel trick which adds more pressure to your physical health and wipes out your good neurochemistry. Life's too short for comedowns, regularly feeling bloated and hangovers as your nervous system really can't afford it. Exercise is an absolute must, from walking and moving more to getting that heart rate up to produce well-needed endorphins, and that boosts your neurochemistry naturally too. Now, I've lost count of how many clients were terrified of exercise or going to the gym, and now they can't imagine life without it due to its benefits. But it's easy to be tricked into not going due to stories and fantasies your mind will make up about the other people there or your lack of ability to fit in. These are absolute lies. You can do it, you can adapt, and you can get on with it. Less stress, less multitasking, less mental loads, and more rest and recharge. Decent rest and recharge, not just sitting there lying on the couch flicking between a variety of screens. We seem to be trying at times to race through life as if we're running out of time, and the effect on our nervous systems from this self-imposed danger is causing an absolute overload of cortisol, noradrenaline and adrenaline, which wrecks our nervous systems and physical and mental health over long periods of time. This isn't sustainable, so learning to reduce this pressure on yourself, slowing down and making more time to recharge and reset yourself needs to happen. Multitasking is a huge culprit. This bad habit messes with your cognitive functions way too much as it reduces your attention span and actually really dumbs you down. Sorry if that sounds harsh, but we've really got to begin to value again doing one thing at a time. I've lost count to the amount of people who begin to realise that they are not only getting more done by slowing down, but they're feeling more rested, less stressed, less anxious, they're feeling more confident, more focused, more happier, and actually they're living the life they really want to live, not this rat race which they've been suckered into by society into believing they have to achieve. As part of the anxiety rebellion, we've got to stop conforming. 
Let's break the rules. Let's disrupt anxiety. Let's disrupt the messages from society which are basically saying, don't rest, don't reset, don't recharge, because you should feel guilty for basically sitting down and doing what appears to be nothing, which is absolute nonsense. You can't sit down and do nothing when you're actually allowing your body to recharge. Also, to take it further, indulging in your passions, it boosts your dopamine, your serotonin, your oxytocin and endorphins. Make a list of what activities make you feel alive and happy when you are doing them, when you get lost in that zone where time doesn't exist. You cannot put a price on what this will do for you on so many levels inside and out. If you are sleepwalking through life, now is the time to wake up and start living your life again. Connect, connect, connect. Find your tribe. Find the people who will inspire and support you to be the person you enjoy being the most. Again, the neurochemistry boosts are invaluable and need to happen ASAP. How's your job? If you're not taking risks to have the career you truly want, then seek help to explore the possibilities of making that happen. It's either that or stay in your current job role or filled for the rest of your working life. For some of you, that is decades. Work it out. Are you really prepared to stay in that field for that long of your life? Your anxiety and panic attacks are a message to sort your shit out. Your life needs a redirect and somehow you were not hearing the message before. So it's getting louder and louder until you pay serious attention. Personally, I think it's one of the best messages you could ever receive as this could be a groundbreaking moment for you to make the changes you've been putting off but badly need and also deserve. So let's go into some tips and hacks to deal with anxiety and panic attacks as they're beginning to happen. Now the foundations to all these hacks is the breath. It's the quickest way for you to take back control over anxiety and panic. Taking a few exaggerated breaths to the belly, so breathing in through the nose, and as you breathe in, expanding your belly out triggers your parasympathetic nervous system. This tells your brain you are safe. This is basically diaphragmatic breathing. You can look up videos of it online. But when you breathe to the, the chest, you are triggering the sympathetic nervous system, which tells your brain you're in danger. So breathing to the stomach is the absolute opposite. You can't have control over anxiety and panic if you are shallow breathing. So basically, diaphragmatic breathing reduces adrenaline and cortisol extremely quickly within the first few deep breaths. Keep that going in a slow and rhythmical fashion. Make diaphragmatic breathing your new vital habit. Now, one of my favourite things to do with the breath is to add a pause right at the end of the out-breath. The pause is actually already there, but just noticing it for a moment, holding the breath for a second or two, and then breathing back in. And then when you reach the out breath again, allowing yourself to slip into that pause point, be aware of what it feels like for you. And just keep that going. Now my clients are big fans of how quickly their minds slow down and how relaxed they feel from being in this present pause moment. Now ground yourself with the breath, still breathing to the diaphragm, feel your feet on the floor, almost like they're like weights 
bring your attention here as much as you possibly can after your stomach. So you can wiggle your feet on the floor, feel the pressure. You can even push your feet towards the floor just to increase the sense of being grounded. With your hands on your laps or are they by the side of your legs, you can create a slow rhythmic tapping motion with a finger or with your hands. Whether you do it subtly or exaggeratedly, it's up to you. This slow rhythmic motion not only balances back out your brain, but it also tells your brain you are safe. We need to tell the brain we are safe. So if we're feeling anxious or we're feeling uptight and tense, beginning to repeat a mantra, a mantra of your choosing. And it can be something as simple as I am safe. Or one of my favorites is I am calm, confident and in control. Doing this is a very powerful way of helping the brain realize that you're not actually in danger. Combining that with the breathing, with the grounding and you are on to taking back control. Now, reminding yourself that this panic or anxiety will pass can help reduce its effect on you as you know these feelings cannot last. No matter how they feel, no matter how strong they are in that moment, this will pass. And if you want to add that as an extra mantra onto the end of your others, please do. Now, one of my favorite little hacks that some people are quite surprised with is the power of chewing gum. Yep, chewing gum. Uh, get a really strong flavour that will really bring your attention to your senses. So maybe a strong menthol one or whatever suits you. Uh, chew the gum very quickly as tests show that when we chew really fast, we reduce our, the stress hormone cortisol very quickly. If you're lucky enough to be around cold water, splash your face in ice cold water or dunk your hands into this. As again, this triggers the parasympathetic nervous system, which tells the brain you are in safe and can reverse the feelings of anxiety and panic. Now, this is an odd one and I really like it. Uh, I do practice this with clients. And it's swapping around your negativity as it's happening. So we can do that with, for example, negative thoughts. Pay attention to where your negative thoughts appear in your head. Is it the left? Is it the right? Is it the front? Is it the back? Have a little listen. And just begin to swap sides. So if it's at the back, move it to the front. Vice versa. If it's the left, move it to the right. Try and hear your negativity from a different position, what happens? Five, four, three, two, one. Now I love this popular mindfulness technique and yet so many people still not have heard about it. So if you're feeling panicky, you will begin to feel like you are the center of the universe. Talking to yourself and over-focusing on your feelings can make you feel worse as you can begin to interpret normal feelings as now dangerous. Bring your attention out of your mind and focus on these things around you. Now take your time with the breath to focus on each one. Breathe slowly into each one you find. So we're going to start with five things you can see. Look at the colours, shapes, textures, light and shade. And it's about cultivating awareness more than actual naming them. 
four things you can hear. Really listen out to four different sounds one by one, taking a breath between each sound you begin to focus on. Three things you can feel. So you could focus on your skin, temperature, clothing, what's happening around you. Two things you can smell. And one taste you can distinguish in your mouth. This can really bring you out of your mind and begin to focus your attention on what is happening around you, bringing you to the present moment. Clients report great success with this one, and I hope it does the same for you, that too. Now, this one, apologies for my language. I'm not that fucking important. Ah, okay, something I like to remind myself is that the trick of being the centre of the universe uh, when anxious is how you believe other people are that interested in judging and wanting to shame you. Now, let's be honest. No one is that interested. If you do believe that hype, you are becoming the star of the show. Now, I'm not that fucking important reminds me and my clients we simply are not that important and can move our attentions away from such fantasies and back to reality. Also makes us laugh a little, kind of wakes us up out of that hypnotic trance with a bit of swearing. I also like to remind myself when predicting the future that I'm simply making this all up. This is just a fantasy and I really don't have time for this unless it actually proves to be useful. My thoughts, your thoughts are not real no matter how they seem. And with some simple thought management techniques, I can move my mind onto more important thought processes or even more importantly at times to the present moment. Shrinking your thoughts. This is a lovely way of training the brain. Now we involved a neat trick with our thought processes that was to have thoughts appear like giant cinema screens in front of our faces. This clever trick overwhelms us and begins to produce the adrenaline and cortisol response to get us into freeze, flight or fight. Very crafty, but did you know that you can take that giant thought as it appears in front of your face, almost imagine it on a screen and begin to move it back, move it back further away from you, begin to lower it towards the floor, begin to shrink it and voila, how do you feel about it now? Keep repeating. You can also keep the thought just in front of you. Make it back, make it smaller so it's easier to look at. Try and keep it there. Breathe into it. Try and keep it there for as long as you possibly can. You may begin to notice that the thought begins to disintegrate. The more you try to bring it back, the less impact it has on you. In fact, your brain will become bored of it. The mind loves to be stimulated and it won't focus on thoughts that you are training it to become bored of. It's lovely to see clients who are rating a thought that triggers anxiety a 10 just by sitting with it and becoming bored of it, breathing into the thought, letting it be there, how that can go down to as low as a 2 or a 1 or nothing at all. Changing your body posture can make a big difference to how you feel with anxiety and panic. Focus your attention on physically relaxing your jaw, neck and shoulders to tell your mind you are safe. One of my favourite positions is, of course, is the superhero pose. Stand tall with your legs a little apart and hands on your hips. Add a smile to make this even stronger too. It's a very powerful position you can use just before a presentation or going into a situation to help change your physiology and psychology. 
Another easy and accessible tip is to just use some water or wet your mouth with some saliva because that will tell your brain you are safe. A dry mouth equals danger, a wet mouth equals safety. So swirl it around, get your mouth as wet as possible, even with a kiss, to bring those anxiety levels down. Now I love this next technique. It sounds totally counterintuitive and can feel a little odd and scary to attempt, but it's definitely worth exploring. If you list your symptoms which frighten you the most about panic, you may mention the following. So you've got a fast heart rate, you might feel hot and sweaty, uh, breathing gets a little shallow and fast, and there might be a tightness in the stomach of anticipation, which can make you feel really uncomfortable. Now, just by changing your interpretation of the feeling, your mind can begin to respond to it differently. Perception is something you have the ability to change. And your perception of a certain situation will determine how you feel about it. Now, again, these anxiety symptoms are also the same as watching a scary movie. When we feel tense during a film, we don't start to worry that we're going to have a panic attack. I mean, even though our heart rate is getting faster, you might be holding on to someone, your breathing might be getting shallow, or you might be holding it. And you might have that really tense feeling within the body. Again, just because you know it's from the film, it doesn't tend to trigger an anxiety or panic attack. And I bet you don't worry when you are having sex or when you're exercising or going on a roller coaster. Again, all of these experiences can raise your heart rate. We can get hot and sweaty. Your breathing can get shallow and you feel that anticipation in your stomach. Again, because you know that this is normal within those uh, situations, no anxiety or panic is triggered. Something I like to do is chase the actual feeling. So I'll try and increase my heart rate. I'll try and increase the tension in my uh, stomach or chest. I will try and increase the sense of nausea. Now, I know that sounds quite scary, but it might increase a little, but then it drops. This is the absolute opposite to what anxiety wants you to do. It wants you to fear it. It wants you to struggle with it. It wants you to judge it, try and get rid of it. And if you're chasing it, then again, the interpretation is you're safe. You wouldn't be doing that if you were in actual danger. So chasing the anxiety, increasing those feelings, they will increase maybe just for a short period of time. But again, you are training your brain to no longer have a problem in those situations. You're taking back your life, basically. And you can't put a price on that. So we know that the perception of anxiety can trigger your experience of it by adding the perception that it's a challenge for you a test something for you to overcome does something wonderful with your neurochemistry and that is it can provide you with oxytocin which helps you bond to the people around you to seek support to work as a team to get through whatever it is that you're experiencing Remember, anxiety, stress and depression will do its best to isolate you, make you feel embarrassed, make you feel ashamed, uh, make you feel that you're going to be judged just by reaching out and asking for support. It will do its best to try and stop you. Changing your perception will introduce a neurochemistry to make it much easier for you. Again, not only oxytocin, but we've got dopamine and serotonin now entering the arena to help you feel proud, to help you feel strong, motivated and to connect. Learn to change your perceptions. And if you're struggling with that, please seek help from a professional. 
Something just to add with the breathing at the beginning of tips and strategies is learning to accept the panic as it's happening. I know that can feel quite difficult, but with some practice, it does become actually easier and makes a bumpy ride eventually become something much smoother. I thought I'd mention it. It's something worth exploring, but definitely worth asking your therapist to help you with. Uh, Working with a professional in this area is a good idea at first. Now, these are just some of the tips I share with clients to help them manage and heal their anxiety and panic disorders. So as a reminder of what we have talked about, here's a quick recap. If you are suffering from anxiety and panic attacks, then it's likely your nervous and limbic system are struggling and need time to refresh and heal themselves. It really can do this through getting a regular good night's sleep, nutrients, exercise and some decent thought management. If you choose an unhealthy lifestyle, then your nervous and limbic system will struggle more than they need to. This is likely to result in your quality of life suffering. So make the steps needed to change your lifestyle to one which enhances your well-being and doesn't destroy it. It's very hard to feel anything positive if your neurochemistry is also struggling. So please look after your neurochemistry and it will look after you. Please use the tips and strategies to help you not only manage anxiety and panic, but also to help it heal. Becoming stronger, more confident, more focused to having more clarity and more energy is yours for the taking. I have created a transcript of this podcast, which you can find by visiting the blog section on my website, www.the-life-doctor.com. Thank you for listening. Please share, review and subscribe. Best of all, keep rebelling against your anxiety.